Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying our readings of popular Reddit posts. We love providing this service so that you can listen to these podcasts to pass the time, to fall asleep to, or to be entertained while still staying safe on your commute to work. We love to have the freedom to cover even more posts, but the recording and editing is time-consuming work and doesn't pay the bills. If you feel you're getting regular value out of these episodes, please consider supporting us with a small monthly donation. You can donate easily by visiting anchor.fm slash reddit readers and clicking on support this podcast. Every little bit helps, even if it's just enough to cover our morning cup of coffee. As always, thank you so much for listening. This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash reddit readers or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone, today's post comes to you from r slash am I the booty hole, censored for the Google algorithm and your precious ears. A subreddit where anyone can post a scenario and reddit commenters vote and post comments deciding whether or not they think that person was at fault. Today's scenario, am I the booty hole for refusing to share my extra income with my wife when she didn't share hers with me when she earned more? When my wife, 32 female, and I, 32 male, got married eight years ago, she made about 15000 more per year than I did. Our agreement at that time was that we'd keep separate checking accounts plus a joint for household expenses, with the understanding that money left over after contributions to household expenses, savings, retirement, etc. would be put in the separate accounts and we could spend it how we wanted. My wife was the one who insisted on this, and although I was not a fan, wanted joint accounts for all funds, I agreed since she felt strongly about it. A few years after we married, I decided to go to law school. Long story short, I ended up at a big law firm and now earn about four times what my wife does. Since I managed not to go into debt, I have a good bit of money left over after I make contributions to our joint expenses. My wife asked me to reconsider this arrangement. She doesn't feel like it's fair that I get to buy most of the things I want while she is on a much more limited budget. And I told her I would not reconsider it since this is what she wanted originally. I think fair is fair since this was her idea, but I do wonder if I'm wrong for refusing to reconsider our financial arrangement. Am I the booty hole? Everyone sucks here. Is this tit-for-tat counting nickels really the way you want to approach your marriage? Get some couples therapy and talk this out. Talk about how you felt when she didn't share with you, and maybe she can share why it was important to her then, but she feels differently now. Sounds like you both need to grow up. I think I can tell you why, because he makes a lot more now. I wonder if she would have had a change of heart if she was the one making a lot, a lot more. Maybe, maybe she felt less secure in their relationship when they first got together. Maybe, as OP admits, she wants acknowledgement that she supported him through law school and made this increased salary possible. She's his wife, so leaping to the conclusion that she's a selfish gold digger isn't going to be helpful to him. He also said he contributes more to household expenses, so maybe that's his way of paying her back. Everyone sucks here for such a stupid arrangement. She doesn't feel like it's fair that I get to buy most of the things I want while she is on a much more limited budget. My wife and I have separate accounts, plus joint savings too, just because inertia. But we don't play a silly game of I can afford X and you can't, nyeh nyeh. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter which account it comes out of because it's all our money. Marriage is a partnership. Everyone sucks here. Separate accounts are perfectly reasonable. My SO and I have separate accounts and combine what we need for bills or household expenses. 
There have been times over the years where he has earned more than me and times where I have earned more than him. We hold each other up financially when needed. You and your wife are just playing tit for tat. It was a stupid arrangement at the beginning and a stupid arrangement now. You love each other, right? So be kind to one another. Stop with the games. Okay, I gotta go with everyone sucks here. I had a coworker buddy of mine in a similar situation with his girlfriend to yours when your wife made more. His job paid a lot less than hers and it just got to a point they were both living different lifestyles. So they eventually became more like roommates than partners. Eventually they broke up. From his point of view, it was because she couldn't empathize with his feeling shitty because he was barely surviving. With you two being married for years, isn't it about time to stop the agreement altogether? Is there any chance you're not budging because you might be resentful that she thinks it's okay to change it whenever she isn't the top earner while you had to do it for years? OP, I'm not saying either of you are bad. I'm just saying it's a shitty situation and it's that way because of all parties involved. I hope everything works out. I guess I am a little resentful that she thinks it's okay to change the arrangement now. I don't like feeling this way. If you're feeling resentment towards your wife, this is probably a symptom of an unspoken problem. Usually, the thing we fight about most on the surface isn't really the thing. Y'all need counseling. Maybe what you can do is match her for whatever she puts in her savings, or half of what she puts. Everyone sucks here. Honestly, who does this in a relationship? Shouldn't it be about building each other up and being happy rather than who has more and getting one over the other person? Are you both really happy if this is a divide in your relationship? I'm sorry if this is judgmental, but I'm just confused. Neither of us is happy about it, but like some have said, we have different views about money and how it should be spent. I think the truth is that we've never been on the same page about money or finances, and I think this is a result. You will have to choose to communicate better about it, or your relationship will only worsen. I don't want to go so far as to say you're a booty hole for sticking to the original agreement, but I definitely think it's odd to make four times as much as a partner and still split expenses halfway. To be clear, I do contribute more to household expenses, but we don't have a very expensive lifestyle in terms of housing, meals, and things like that. Your lifestyle didn't rise with your increased income? Because if it did, you are kind of screwing her over unless you're taking up all of the increase in spending. I would say marginally. We live in a slightly nicer place, but we didn't go crazy with trying to find something very lavish. We don't go out to eat any more than we did when we first married. Restaurants are the same quality. Our vacations cost about the same, but we travel a little more than we did. Mostly more trips on weekends or long weekends. Not the booty hole, yet. My husband and I used to have joint expenses and it was shitty, so I don't blame your wife for wanting that separation. My husband and I now both make substantially more than we used to and we have split our finances and we both feel more independent and now we can actually give each other real gifts now that it's not a communal pool of money. One thing I recommend is splitting the bills proportionally to your income levels. Another thing we have done to help me is my husband gives me a credit towards my share of bills. Instead of paying interest on a credit card, he's essentially letting me rack up debt to him that he will eventually cash in on when he inevitably has to work less when he begins law school. I will be finished with my degrees by that time and he will get a credit towards his share of bills as I anticipate making more money by that time. I'm sure your situation is different, but you can perhaps adjust things accordingly. I recommend you don't let her bad behavior justify your own resentment and cause you to retaliate. 
at least if you want a happy and emotionally evolving or maturing relationship. Info. Did she financially support you while you were going through law school? She did in part. I covered my tuition on my own and my parents contributed to some of my our living expenses. I also did earn some money in the summers. You're the booty hole for not reconsidering the arrangement. When you were in need, she helped you out. You reaped the benefit by being able to go to law school. Because of that, you now have a good job. So her supporting you directly contributed to where you are now. I'm not saying it should be 50-50, but I think you should revisit the arrangement. Well, you should at least share enough to pay her back, with interest. I had not thought about it from that perspective, but that would be fair. Wow, she was making a little bit more than you. 15000 isn't really a lot, and she wanted to keep some of it. And she partially supported you, so you got some of it anyways. And now you make four times her income and won't reconsider? My boyfriend makes about 30 times what I make. No joke, I quit my job and now work part-time while studying for grad school or a Fulbright. And he shares so much. Even before, when I was at a real job that paid relatively well, we paid proportionately. We've always contributed the same percentage of our income to bills. That's truly fair. I really can't believe you're being this selfish. Edit. No, it's not a sugar daddy situation. I'm mid-twenties, he's 32, and I used to make around 75000 before taxes before I quit my job and took a part-time one to pursue more schooling, after discussing it with him first. Everyone sucks here. Your wife wasn't great at suggesting this early on, but you don't state what her reasoning was. Maybe you are prone to spending too much? Regardless, you two are married, and you love each other, and you make four times as much. If you spend tons of money on fun things for yourself, it's only going to breed resentment, and you will wind up with no wife. You two need some counseling. Part of her reasoning was the same as mine here. You should be able to enjoy what you earn, but it went beyond that. I don't fully understand her reasoning, and never have, because those were such emotionally charged conversations that we struggled to get through. Maybe ask again, you're acting very close-minded. Money can really drive a couple apart, but communication is worth it. Maybe even see a counselor together. I'm gonna say everyone sucks here. It seems pretty clear that she wanted to keep her money when she made more and is a bit of a hypocrite for wanting to suddenly share now that you have more. That said, you're talking about a lot more than 15k now and it seems pretty petty to play gotcha. More than a booty hole though, I think you've been foolish. You got married when you clearly weren't on the same page about money and you still haven't gotten on the same page after several years, plus dude, you went to law school. You have to know if she divorces you, she's entitled to a cut of that money you're earning. Marital property is marital property, even if only your name is on the account. Everyone sucks here. Dude, she's your wife. Does it really benefit you that much to have all that money to yourself, knowing that it is hurting your relationship? Yes, her double standard is wrong and unhealthy for a relationship, but you seem to care way more about being right than being happy and having a happy relationship. Not really. I have noticed that I don't enjoy the extra treats I buy when I feel like it's causing resentment and a wedge in our marriage. Not the booty hole if you made it through law school on your own. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You're the booty hole if she helped you through law school, because if she did, that was a monetary investment she made in both your futures. So it's wrong to go through that then not realize that the situation has changed dramatically. She did help with living expenses. 
Yeah, if I were in your shoes, I'd at the very least eat all the living expenses so she could feel like she has a bit more freedom. With that big a spike in income, you'll barely notice, and it will make a huge difference for her. Pretty clear everyone sucks here. Sure, if she wanted the agreement, she's a hypocrite, but really not sharing that much money and calling yourself married? You ain't married, you're roommates. Everyone sucks here. You're not flatmates or dating, you've been married for almost a decade. She's a hypocrite and I see why you're frustrated that she's trying to have it both ways, but it actually comes across as a petty revenge. She didn't share her money with me when she made more, so I'm not gonna share mine. Grow up, dude. Circumstances have changed since her initial agreement. You're older, more financially established and stable, and you've been married for long enough that joint finances should be a given. She sucks for wanting it both ways. You suck for not being able to see the bigger picture here. It's not a business deal. It's a marriage. So that's it for the post, guys. What do you guys think about this one? Should people pay bills proportionate to their income? Should married couples or people in very close relationships have joint accounts or separate ones? Would you be comfortable with an arrangement where your significant other paid a portion of the bills and then you owed them interest akin to a kind of loan? There's some interesting stuff going on here and a lot of good comments on, on a lot of sides. I'd love to hear your reactions. Let me know if you've experienced this in your life. How do you guys work out finances in your relationships or what do you think would be the ideal? If you have a response to that, I would love to hear it in the comments below. And as always, if you like the video, leave a like or contribute to the conversation in the comments. It always helps me out a lot. If you want to hear more, see more Reddit posts from Am I the Booty Hole, Ask Reddit and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe to the channel. And as always, thank you so much for watching and for listening. Enjoying the podcast? An easy and effective way to support us is to simply subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us at youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description box below. It would mean so much to us. As always, thank you for listening. Hey everyone! Today's post comes to you from r slash am I the booty hole, a subreddit where anyone can post a scenario and commenters decide whether or not they think that person is at fault. Today's post, am I the booty hole for telling the flight attendant to ask the woman in front of me to raise her seat up because it was pressing on my legs? I was recently on a long three plus hour flight. When we got airborne, the woman in front of me reclined her seat back, pressing them down on my kneecaps. I'm a tall person, 6'5", and generally don't fit into coach seats easily. I couldn't even put my tray down. Leaning my seat back doesn't really help. I wrangled myself out of my seat and asked her politely, I'm sorry ma'am, but I wonder if I could impose on you and ask to please raise your seat up just a few inches? I don't have much space back there. And with your seat pressing on my kneecaps, neither of us will be very comfortable during this long flight. Thank you. She just looked at me blankly and said no, and closed her eyes. I walked to the front of the plane and explained my situation to the flight attendant, who went back and spoke to the woman, who then reluctantly raised the seat up a bit. When I got back into my seat, the woman turned around and hissed, Booty hole, at me. Am I the booty hole? Should I have just kept my mouth closed and sucked up for the remainder of the flight? Edit. 
I normally book the seats with extra room, but this was a last minute business trip and all the extra room seats were already booked. Not the booty hole. You asked nicely and she was rude back. I don't think seats on planes should even have this function, to be honest. The airlines found a great system. They cram as many passengers into the planes as possible and force the customers to fight over square inches of seat space. Reclining seats was never a problem until the airlines started squeezing people into the plane like sardines in a can. There is a button on the seat that hurts the person behind you while making you slightly more comfortable. People seem to think that just because the airline gives them permission to push the button, it's not a booty hole move to press it. And some of them go further and say it's a booty hole move to expect someone not to press it. What the actual flip? It's like a basic logic of ethics word problem and so many people are failing miserably. Edit. I realize that if the person behind you is not tall or if you have back problems or something, this situation doesn't apply. But it does describe OP's situation. It's basically a simple utilitarian question. Tall person here, I disagree. The button hurts the person behind you only if they're at least 6'3", or if they have long femurs and or big butts. On most airlines coach seats, i.e. 31 to 33 inches legroom, Spirit Airlines is another story. The knees of the vast majority of people do not touch the seat in front unless they're slouching in their seats. OP and other tall folks that politely request their neighbors in front to not recline their seats should absolutely be accommodated. The person sitting in front of OP was 100% the booty hole. Saying no is not rude. She doesn't have to cater to OP. It's not hard to change a small thing if you know you're causing pain or discomfort to someone. She sounds like a booty hole. Torn in this though, she bought a seat, it reclines, she should be able to use it. Honestly, at 6'5", OP doesn't really fit in coach seats and should be getting extra legroom seats or business class to accommodate his size rather than expecting other people to be uncomfortable to accommodate him. Sorry, as a small, normal-sized American, I'm admittedly salty. I've had to share half or more of my coach seat with someone's booty that doesn't fit in their seat any other way. If my carry-on has to fit in that luggage measuring cage, why, it is why is it unreasonable that my booty should fit in my seat? Just because you can say no doesn't mean you should. In the world of everyday human interaction, you're a booty hole if you can do something to avoid causing someone's discomfort but refuse, barring cases where you would harm yourself or others, of course. If that was the case here, the woman could have discussed it with the flight attendant. OP is not the booty hole. This, just this. I hate this sub sometimes for the self-righteous comments people make. It's her seat, she can do what she like, bullshit. There is no excuse in life for intentionally causing somebody else discomfort. There is also no excuse in life for being rude to people. People seem to have forgotten or choose to ignore basic social etiquette. OP is not the booty hole and lady in front was rude. If she had some medical condition or issues that meant she needed to put the seat back, I am pretty sure on basis of polite request of OP, he would have been okay with this. No booty holes here. It's not her fault nor your fault that you are tall. She didn't accommodate you, but that doesn't make her the booty hole. She was just trying to be comfortable for the long flight too. I think not moving your seat if someone else is clearly uncomfortable is a booty hole move. Plus, let's not forget she was the one who called him a booty hole. 
Yeah, if anything, calling him a booty hole was what made her the booty hole here. Getting mad because another person doesn't want to be in pain? That's booty hole material. You're the booty hole. The thing about politely asking is it's not polite if you won't accept no. I agree with you in many scenarios, but I think it takes a real booty hole to knowingly put someone else in a very uncomfortable position for several hours. He didn't ask her not to recline at all, just to recline a little less. It's basic human decency lacking here. He had to get on this flight last minute for work, so it's not like he purposefully avoided paying for a seat with more room. And while no, that's not her problem, again, with as much benefit as those reclining seats really give you, I think she could have done the kind thing. To be clear, especially where women are concerned, it's critical to remember that no is a full and complete sentence and it's not rude in and of itself. Realistically, there are many ways to say no in a non-inflammatory way, but often a simple no is the most effective answer, and accepting that no is almost always the polite and proper thing to do. Exactly what I meant. In general, men are encouraged to be assertive, where women are encouraged to be polite. While certainly no one should go out of their way to be rude, it's okay for women to be assertive too. Those seats only reclined a few inches to begin with, so yes, he was essentially asking her not to recline at all. You're the booty hole. Everyone in coach has paid for the same amount of space. If you're six foot five, presumably you know how tight economy is. You could have booked extra legroom seats in advance or an aisle seat. Why should the lady in front of you sit in discomfort as well? She has equally paid for her seat and the right to recline. I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but it really annoys me when people on planes think their comfort is more important than the people around them. You booked a seat knowing you wouldn't fit in it and then wanted another person to reduce their available space to make you more comfortable. So I think that makes you the booty hole. If the person in front of her reclines, she has even less room. Often it's a chain reaction. OP is also imagining that his comfort is more important than the lady's. You don't know if she has back problems or if she was desperate to get some sleep. You are just assuming that OP is correct because we treat life like a movie where we're the star and everyone else are just extras who don't really matter. It's her seat. She's totally within her rights to recline. So you asked her to do something she did not have to do. When you didn't like her answer, you went and told on her to the stewardess. She was completely within her rights to deny your request. Just because you don't like that doesn't give you the right to go make her do it. You're the booty hole in every way here. Can we all agree that airline monopolies are the real booty hole here? We can argue in circles all day about who was prioritizing their own comfort over the other person, but really we're stuck in these crappy, tiny spaces together and we're all uncomfortable. To me, we have to compromise and help each other out. I'm going to go with not the booty hole. The amount of comfort the woman could gain from reclining the seat was less than the amount of discomfort she would cause to OP by doing it. All of the arguments saying, well, they should have thought about that and booked X seat are just ridiculous. The options available are not so vast as you utopians seem to think, and even when options are available, they can be prohibitively spendy. In OP's case, it was a last-minute business trip, so he had very little say on what seat he could get. And even if OP had been able to book a legroom seat or whatever, we shouldn't flip and have to play this game. Airline travel is a necessity in the modern world, and a handful of companies controlling the whole market, keeping prices high and quality low should be against international agreements. 
It is bullshit that we put up with this and squabble amongst ourselves about legroom instead of demanding our airlines serve us better. You're the booty hole. Plain etiquette is that you keep your seat upright for takeoff, landing, and during meals. You had every right to ask her, and it sounds like you did so really politely, which is great. But you should have taken her reply for what it was. The real booty hole here is really the airline designers who squished everyone in coach together in order to get a few more plane tickets in each flight. But that's not her fault. She wasn't imposing on your space. Her seat was made to recline that way. For all you know, she had a connecting flight or a long journey ahead and needed some shut-eye. Think of it this way. She wasn't able to fully recline her seat for the duration of the flight, but the seat in front of her was able to. That's you taking space away from her. Next time, try to book an aisle seat or shell out the extra 20 for an emergency row. On the other hand, basic human decency dictates that if you're about to inconvenience someone around you, it's polite to ask first. It's also polite to say, sure, go ahead, in response. If this exact conversation doesn't occur, then it's again basic human decency to find compromise. More often than not, reclining is not a zero-sum game, and if either party is severely inconvenienced, it's an incredibly shitty thing to do to ignore them. The lady basically traded plus 5 convenience points for minus 100 convenience points for OP, and yeah, she's technically justified to do it, but still absolutely a booty hole for not at least trying to reach a compromise. Not the booty hole. Why is everything always so black and white in this sub? No, the lady doesn't have to cater to OP. It's called flippin' compassion, and if you know you're causing someone discomfort, if you have a shred of human decency, you'll immediately stop. This thread isn't am I right or wrong, though that seems to be people's reasoning for using it. It's am I the booty hole? Is the lady wrong? No, not technically. Is she a flippin' booty hole? Definitely. Seriously, this should be the top comment. I can't believe people think that just because she doesn't have to cater to OP that it doesn't make her the booty hole. Someone is clearly uncomfortable with her reclining her seat, and she chose the selfish option of not pulling it up just a little bit. That makes her the booty hole. Should OP have to sit through the whole flight with this woman's seat in his lap? No. Basic human decency, my god. So that's it for the post, guys. What do you think? Do airline passengers have the right to recline their seat? If you felt like the person in front of you was cramping your seat, if you were very tall, maybe you are very tall, would you politely ask the person to not recline? Or would you just decide you had made your bed and needed to sleep in it, that you had to tough it out? Let us know what you think in the comments below. As always, if you like the video, leave a like or contribute to that conversation in the comments below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more, hear more posts from r slash am I the booty hole and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening.